0: Hey everyone, Griffin Schiller here from The Playlist, back with another interview for you all. And today I had the delightful privilege to talk with the showrunner of Marvel Netflix's The Punisher, that is Mr. Steve Lightfoot. Many of you are probably familiar with his work on NBC's Hannibal and Narcos, but he has been the guy guiding The Punisher ship from day one. We talked about a lot in this 15-minute interview. We discussed some of the fight sequences, what it was like filming those, how he went about planning them out and then also what the future holds for Frank Castle as a character moving forward given the recent slew of Netflix cancellations it was an awesome discussion i was very thankful for steve for his time so here it is enjoy the interview with steve lightfoot first of all i just want to say congratulations on uh another fantastic season i i really had a fun time this go around and you guys definitely uh Upped the ante a little bit, not just in terms of action, but in terms of uh, characters and story. Um, and so I just want to start off here with you know, in season one, there was a heavy focus on uh, the PTSD of soldiers returning from war and attempting to assimilate back into society. Um, in season two, you seem to take that exploration uh, a little bit, uh, a step further, and uh, apply it to victims of trauma in general. Um, and I'm just curious if you could talk a bit about that decision and how you wanted to use it, um, as, use this exploration to kind of challenge the characters.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, everything starts from characters. You know, it did in season one. You know, I, I had an ex-vet who'd seen a lot of, you know, in France who'd seen a lot of stuff and then his family were killed. So, you know, the trauma of it made sense. Mm-hmm. but even beyond you know the pts david i also thought it was just you know what was universal about it was a guy just dealing with grief you know and how do men deal with grief you know and i think that often becomes anger you know yeah. um and so season two you know we didn't you know we don't sit down ever at the top of the show and say right this is what it's about this year you know we, mm-hmm. we, but we look at all the characters you know and the truth is if you were any of those characters who went through season one with Frank, you were now carrying a little trauma. Yeah, exactly. And
0: and
1: Frank's a character and Frank's a character that sort of leaves that in his wake, you know, and, and that's, what's so tricky about him. You know, he's, he's the best friend you could ever have, but he's also going to get you into trouble.
0: Right. And so
1: we started just from a point of view of where is Dina, where is, you know, Curtis, where is Frank? Um, and you know, and, and, what was interesting was, you know, for us, Frank was able to leave Billy behind. He he had no qualms. You know, he went off and, you know, sort of uh, had a quiet life for you. But, uh, you know, obviously, Dina and Curtis were dealing with the repercussions of everything they went through. Yeah. yeah. Um, as was Billy. You know, and Billy obviously had his own trauma, um, both literal and uh, mental. And so you know it was so it, it all started from where are those characters you know and, and 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 how would they be after season 1 you know and and then we developed the story from there
0: yeah no for sure well and uh, what you were talking about in terms of you know Frank being able to leave it all behind and the other characters still visibly affected by that i i definitely got a real um real sense of that uh, just because they, they were still, you know, focused on the events that happened last season and Frank's just like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll do whatever I have to. I don't really care about Billy anymore. I'll just do whatever I need to do to get the job done. Yeah.
1: And I think, you know, and and look, it's part of the, the nature of Frank, you know, I think, you know, he's a tricky character because on the one hand he's, you know, we, we need to root for him in the show. But I also think, you know, we don't want to just condone his methods or or his morality. You know, he lives in a very gray space and I, you know, and, and, you know, we, we don't want the show to just utterly go, Hey, Frank's way is the right way. I think, you know, we have to sort of question how he is and his effect on people, even as, you know, even as we root for him, you know, And, and I think that's always the tricky balance of the show is how do you, How do you make the audience root for Frank while still acknowledging that, you know, the way he does things isn't necessarily right?
0: Well, yeah, absolutely. And and I I think you especially see that um, in terms of Madani's character uh, where she's, you know, she she's kind of seeing uh, the validity to his methods, but she's also got that moral compass.
1: I think that's right. And, you know, and you have to be kind of, you know, Frank's wired a particular way, whether it was always there or whether it's from, um, you know, events that he has gone through. And I think in some ways, you know, the story for me, for Curtis and Dina was, you know, we're just going to be like Frank. And then it was about them realizing they were people who couldn't be like that. Yeah. You know, and that's the difference why they will. And, you know, and I think more importantly, it was about Frank realizing that. Mm -hmm. And so in a way, what he does by the end of the season is allow those people to go back to normal lives because he can never have one, you know? And I think, I think season, season one was about dealing with a very specific story of revenge. I think season two was about Frank growing to realize he's kidding himself if he doesn't think this is who he is and there's never going to be a normal life for him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and something else I've heard you mention before is that season two is really focused on. Frank taking on the mantle of the Punisher, um, kind of more in line uh, with what we know uh, from the comics. And so I- I'm curious, how does that change Frank's mindset from, you know, being a broken man out for revenge to kind of a-, a vigilante with a code, if you will?
1: I think, I mean, you know, and I think, you know, a lot of that will be what we explore next season, you know, because we've just gotten him to that point. But yeah, I mean, I think it's gone from a very specific sense of uh you know revenge through to you know maybe this is what I'm meant to be I'm a guy who's meant to make the difference uh when no one else can mm-hmm. um and you know and and obviously we you know we w- we would explore that um next time around mm-hmm. uh but and and for me this season, you know because uh, you know whenever you come into a show obviously you're you're hoping to write it for a while and there was always a journey for frank that that I wanted to develop I think you know again I think I wanted to see him become the punisher rather than just join him. And, and he was there because, you know, writing the character development was, was, you know, was great fun to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of that. So, I, I mean, you mentioned uh, going forward with this, um, is there a third season uh, in in the works? Look, um, I'd love to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, John would love
1: to do it and, you know, and, and, it's sort of down to other people. I mean, I my situation is no different to season one. You know, we, we made season one, the show went out, you know, and then a month later we got a pickup.
0: you mm-hmm. know, and, mm-hmm. and
1: I'm hoping the same is the case. I, I sort of don't know any more than that. And I think, you know, and, and that's the same as when you make any show for any network, you sure. know, you put it out there and you hope it does well enough that they pick you up again. And and beyond that, I don't know, You know, I, you know, I'd love to do it um, you know, I'm I'll do this show as long as people ask me to, so um, <laughs> yeah. beyond, that, I, beyond that, I can't, you know, beyond that, I, I not only, you know, I, I don't know, so uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't feel like I'm in a different place. I'm in the same place I was at the end of season one,
0: yeah, though, no, no, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but uh, kind of going back to Frank, you know, becoming the Punisher, mm-hmm. uh. There was a lot of really, you know, intense and creative and elaborate uh, action set pieces. I think that was one of the things that you really bumped up from uh, from last season. Um, there were a few that really stuck with me. There was the bar fight, the weight room fight, uh, and, and you had a little homage there to Assault on Precinct Thirteen with the police station standoff. Um, and so, I, I, how do how do you go about conceptualizing these set pieces, uh, especially that uh, that standoff at the police station?
1: Yeah, well, it's interesting. Everyone uh, mentions Assault and Precinct 13, but yeah. I, I'm a Western nut, so it was real bravo for me. Oh, okay, you Which I think might <laughs> have been the inspiration for Assault and Precinct 13. But, um, you know, and uh, I mean, it all starts in the writing. You know, we sort of come up with the scenarios in, in the in the writer's room and, and we write, you know, the action sequences, you know, they're written into the script. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, once our stunt guys and the production team get the script, you know, we start working out, how best to achieve it, you know, and, and, and sort of, what can we do, you know, within the, the sort of time and, and what have you limitations we have and, and what's the best version we can come up with. And, you know, the stunt guys will then take that off and say, what about this instead? Or, Hey, what if we did this? Or do you like this? You know, and they, and they choreograph stuff and, and sort of pitch it back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and once we sort of, you know, so it's very well planned in advance of shooting. And then once we do that, you know, they, they rehearse it, uh, as much as they possibly can, and and then away we go, you know. Yeah. yeah. And what's truly amazing about that scene, and frankly the actors, you know, um, and all our stunt guys is, you know, we we shot an episode every couple of weeks, you know. So mm-hmm. they were having to do one and rehearse the next at the same time, and and uh, those guys, I can't speak highly enough of Eric and his team, and and also our cast, you know. I mean, John, John's on set a lot, and then when he's not there, what everyone no one ever sort of thinks about is when he's not there, the guy's rehearsing all that action because because Frank doesn't wear a mask, John has to do it all.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know?
1: Well, and especially the fact... Uh, jo- you know, and... and
0: Oh, I was just going to say, especially because when I, I, when I was speaking to John, he said that he, he broke his uh, his hand or his wrist, so he had to, like, kind of adapt to that whole scenario and figure out how to, you know, reload mags um, one-handed. Was that, when that throws a wrench uh, in in something that's so planned out in advance like that, um, do you just kind of have to adapt? We have to adapt, you know, and
1: look, what was great was, we, and again, uh, I sort of can't speak highly enough of the production team in New York. Um, We, we bounced around. So, you know, we shot stuff, we shot everything but the fights Mm -hmm. for, you know, a number of episodes and we sort of just uh, sort of, you know, pushed that stuff down the track till John was better. Uh, And then some stuff, you know, we wrote, you know, we, we tweaked the writing or the choreography just to sort of help out, you know, with that stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and in the end, you know, it's sort of, uh, it didn't slow us down at all. It was kind of uh, to everyone's, um, you know, credit. Uh, the machine never kept running.
0: Yeah. No. No. Absolutely. Uh, well, and and just last question regarding uh, the, the the action set pieces. Did, did you have a particular favorite sequence that you guys, um, you know, did? Whether it was the the filming process or just the way it came together.
1: It's um, you know, it's funny because um, they're all a little like your children. You know, it's a bit like when people say, "What's your favourite episode?" And I yeah. say, "I don't know." Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're all my kids. But I um, uh, and and what we strive really hard on the show to do is to make them all different. I mean, I think the one thing we do try and do is, you know, it's not just a shootout every week. Right. Um, you know, the um, the gym fight was a personal favourite, also only because I I. Uh, do a bunch of CrossFit. So uh, okay. it was fun uh, to finally watch. It was fun to see something basically uh, where everyone was getting like beat up with stuff I sort of struggled to lift myself every day.
0: <laughs> that's fine that's good um so kind of going on with like the the future of uh, the the Punisher um are there any you know specific uh, arcs from the comics you'd like to to maybe explore down the road? are there any characters you'd like to see uh, the Punisher team up with or, or tangle with
1: um you know it's interesting I uh, because of what we've done on the show, You know, a lot of the comic books are amazing. I mean, and this is me personally, I think, you know, I'm less interested in just taking a story whole cloth and retelling it Mm -hmm. because I sort of feel like it's been told, you know, and I think what we have done across the first two seasons, is actually a lot of characters and story elements that we've taken from things, you know, without totally uh, just telling that story straight. Yeah. Yeah. and I sort of like that approach. I like finding an original story, but what we do is, you know, we 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 take elements from you know different books and different sort of eras of Frank and and, and put them in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, but there are characters I love. You know, I mean, it was pilgrim this season, you know, was was our take on the Mennonite from the from the um, from the books, you mm-hmm. know, which mm-hmm. is kind of uh, fun. And obviously, Billy for two seasons has been great. You mm-hmm. know, I've always loved Barracuda. Um, you know, I would love to find a place. Uh, to play with that character because I think he's just a force of nature and, and funny, you know, and I think, I think um, uh, I like the humor of that. Um, So certainly that's someone I'd, um, I'd get in there and play with, you know, Um, just simply because um, uh, I'm such a fan of the actor, uh, you know, it'd be great to tangle with the kingpin, you know? Oh yeah, of course. Um, um, You know, I mean, I would love to do, you know, just and I say this purely as as a fan of the actors, you know, the idea of having uh, pitting John against uh, Vincent D'Onofrio for a season would wildly excite me.
0: Oh, that would be um, incredible. Yeah, <laughs> well, especially because, you know, no, Vincent, yeah, you know. he's so passionate about the character and he wants to keep keep playing it as long as he can. So I think that would be that'd be a great little window of opportunity there for him to slide in.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, you know, and again, this is all um, you know, this is uh, purely my uh, my job, but you know, cuz as a writer, you just want to work with great actors playing great characters, you know. And yeah. I think um uh wherever we can find opportunity for that, I would love it.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. Well, I, I that's that's about all the questions I, I have for you. I really thank you so much for your for your time, Steve. It's it was a pleasure speaking with you and uh the season, honestly, you guys really took it up a notch. And I thought it was a great balance of, you know, not only just like the character drama from season one, but the uh, some, some incredible action set pieces. And when we finally see Frank, uh, you know, yelling, going down the tunnel with the classic trench coat and the Punisher vest, that was uh, that was a great moment. That was a great moment great. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, there you have it. That was the interview with Steve Lightfoot. As you can tell, he's very passionate about the Punisher and hopefully that means we get to see more of it down the road. Punisher season two is now available to stream on Netflix. So if you're interested, go check it out. Be sure to leave your thoughts and opinions on any of the topics we discussed down in the comment section below of wherever you are listening to this. And if you enjoyed the interview, feel free to share it around. Thanks again for listening and until next time, take care.